Lecture topic. Taqwa, the real preparation for Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladhin astafa. Amma ba'du fa'udu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullaha waltanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighadin wattaqullaha inna allaha khabirun bima ta'amalun wala takunu kalladhina nasullaha fa'ansahum anfusahum most respected and kiram brothers and elders <coughs> any person and every person is struggling with some problem or the other some issue or the other whether it is on an individual level, whether it is on a family level, on an international level. So the problems are many, but the solution is one. And the problems will carry on, this is dunya. So the challenges are part of dunya. Person who expects or dreams about a dunya where there will be no challenge whatsoever is dreaming about jannat jannat is in jannat so despite the fact that this is dunya and dunya will have its challenges but the solution is one in this ayat of the quran sharif allah ta'ala has given us the solution and like this ayat, many other ayat of the Qur'an Sharif have highlighted the same solution. The Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala's Kalam, it is a book of Hidayat. Allah Ta'ala has revealed this Qur'an Sharif to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he passed it on to the Ummah. And it is filled with advice, with admonishment, with guidance. But that is to be taken. The advice that is in the Qur'an Sharif, the guidance that is in the Qur'an Sharif is like the prescription that a person goes to a doctor and the doctor gives him some prescription. So if that prescription is going to be taken, then it will benefit him. But if he keeps praising the prescription but doesn't take it, so all the praises of that prescription are in his place but he is not going to take the benefit. Maybe somebody else might benefit from it, but he won't benefit. The benefit will come when we take the prescription. So the Qur'an Sharif is this prescription. Prescription for every solution, for every issue. And it's a solution for every issue of dunya and akhirat. So in this ayat also Allah Ta'ala gives us the issue at hand and presents it as the solution for us. Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu taqullah. O you who believe, Allah Ta'ala addresses the mu'mineen, Allah Ta'ala addresses them by that title, by that quality, where there is nothing beyond that for them. 
What are all the titles of dunya? Somebody is so and so and so and so and whatever else. And all the various uh, things that are put across a couple of lines next to a person's name. Got this qualification and that qualification. All that in its place if it's used correctly. But none of it can come to one fraction of the of the greatness of the title that Allah Ta'ala has addressed His servants with. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. And numerous places in the Qur'an Sharif. This is on the one side, a, an address of great affection. And at the same time, it's highlighting the greatest achievement of this insan. That he has recognized Allah Ta'ala, he has believed in Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise, without this iman, he can have any amount of qualifications. He can be somebody who went to the moon. He might be the most intelligent in terms of dunya, but in terms of akhirat, he's worthless. Completely worthless without iman. Without iman, absolutely no value. Totally worthless. So while as long as a person is living, there's hope. And as long as a person is living, cannot write off anybody. But this must be very clear in our hearts and minds that there can be nothing and no salvation for a person without Iman. So a person without Iman, on a Zahiri level, on an apparent level, we have to be cordial with everybody. We don't oppress anybody, don't harm anybody, don't cause any difficulty to anyone. But we cannot have any respect on a level of respecting a person for who he may be, who doesn't have Iman. We will be cordial with him, we will treat him well, we will help him if he's in need, if he's in some suffering and hardship, to remove that suffering from him is a means of great reward. If he's hungry and thirsty, we'll feed him. And all this will be rewarded by Allah Ta'ala. But the heart has got respect for Iman. And therefore if you're dealing with somebody, we'll deal with him on the level of how dealings are to be done. We won't be rude to anyone. We won't be abrupt and harsh with anyone. But respect is for Iman. And that must never ever leave our hearts. That reality. That respect is for Iman. So there cannot be any respect from the heart where there's no Iman. So Allah Ta'ala is addressing with this title that there can be nothing compared to this. Yes, then within that aspect of Iman, there's no limit to how much a person can progress, somebody is on which level and somebody on which level. But the primary thing is Iman. That's the foundation. So Allah Ta'ala is addressing His believers and saying, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu. And then the hukam is, Ittaqullah. Adopt taqwa for Allah Ta'ala. This is the theme of Ramadan. The month of Rajab has already started. And Radab, Rajab comes, the preparation for Ramadan should start. Nabi Kareem would sight the moon of Rajab and he would already start the preparation for Ramadan with dua immediately. Allahumma barik lana fi Rajabi wa Sha'ban wa ballighna Ramadan. 
Allah grant us barakat in the months of Rajab and Shaban, barakat in life, barakat in health, barakat in our amal, barakat so that we can start getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, barakat so that we can start increasing the momentum of amal. This is the barakat. This is the real barakat. So the preparation for Ramadan starts from the first of Rajab. And when a person starts making that mindset, that now I have to start preparing. Ramadan is no ordinary time. Very, very auspicious and great time. I need to start the preparation for Ramadan now by making dua, by increasing amal, by doing whatever is going to now build up the momentum, like getting closer to Ramadan. So that the time of Ramadan is then used to the maximum benefit. So therefore, this theme of taqwa is the theme of Ramadan. The best and greatest month in the year, Allah Ta'ala made that month, the month of taqwa. So can we imagine the value of taqwa? This is one thing that we are being told in the Quran Sharif, in the Hadith Sharif, latch onto this one thing. You latch onto this one thing, you've got everything. Latch onto this one thing, you've got everything. This is the plea of the Quran Sharif to us. Over and over again, the ayat of the Quran Sharif, filled with this message of taqwa. Ahadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu Can we imagine that well-known incident which we've discussed many times, that Mu'az bin Jabal radiallahu ta'ala he's being dispatched by Nabi Kareem sallallahu to Yemen. And then this is such an emotional time, such an emotional meeting, because in that time, Nabi Kareem sallallahu is walking him out to see him off. And as he's walking him along, he's giving him various advice. When you will go to Yemen, how you going to deal with the people there? What must you do? What you must invite them towards first? And various other aspects because he was being sent as the governor of Yemen. He was being sent as the Qazi of Yemen as well. So now in all these advices, very, very crucial things, very important. And now parting advice that's going to help him to fulfill what he's task is there and as now they come to one point where now he has to now move off Nabi Kareem Salaam says to him that perhaps we will not meet again and this perhaps was well understood by the Sahaba that this perhaps means a certainty this perhaps means that this is perfectly happening it's going to happen but then even beyond that Nabi Kareem Salaam spelt it out when you come back from Yemen someday you'll perhaps pass by my grave. This was nothing left to be figured out anymore. It was spelt out. This is the last meeting. We're not going to see each other again in dunya. And the love that the Sahaba Ikram had for Nabi Kareem Wasallam. What can we imagine? And that love was of such a level that now hearing this, Hazrat Mu'az bin Jabal radiallahu could not hold back his emotions, he begins crying profusely. So now to console him, again the one thing to latch on, uh, he is being consoled because now he is going away. He is not going to have any further, op- any opportunity to see Nabi Kareem in dunya. And now this distance is coming in between. And not being closed, going away far, this is becoming this very deep pain. 
So Nabi Kareem is giving him something to latch onto, which will be a source of consolation. He says to him, Inna awla nasi bi al-muttaqoon. The one thing, now one line. And in that one line, one aspect. The one aspect to latch onto. He's been sent off. Whatever other advice was given was regards to the administration, how to go about things. But now for him, one line. And in that one line, one word mainly. Now these incidents and all these things that have been mentioned in the Tiwayat, in the Ahadith, is not just for the history books. Not just for the children in the Maktab to answer the exam questions and be done with. This is for us to take to, into our lives. Nabi Kareem says to him, Inna awla nasi bi al-muttaqoon. The people closest to me are the muttaqeen, people of taqwa. You are going physically far, but if you have a taqwa in that far off land, you are very close to me. Somebody can be standing at Rawza Mubarak, but if he is far away from the way of life of Nabi Kareem wasallam, he is far away. There was a very great alim from Pakistan, Hazrat Mawlana Yusuf Ludhyanwi Sabrahmatullah very senior personality, Ustad of Hadith, he was a student of one of the very great muhaddithin of the time, Allama Yusuf bin Nuri rahimahullah, who was very highly acclaimed even in the Arab world, author of Tarjuman of Ma'arif al-Sunan, a commentary of Sahih, of, of Jami' Tirmizi, Hadith Kitab, in six volumes. Can we imagine the caliber of the personality? So in any case, he one day had come out of the Haram Sharif in Medina Munawwara, Masjid al-Nabawi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he had just now finished off conveying his salams to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he had left, and he was now going out, already outside. Somebody else from his, well, maybe who knew him back from home, they saw him, so they rushed alongside to now just greet him. So now when he came to greet him, so he also greeted him, but then he just suddenly just broke down crying. Involuntarily, just suddenly broke down crying. And he began sobbing. Now everybody who was around, completely bewildered, shocked, what's going on, what's happening here, what happened? Absolutely nothing seems, nobody can figure out what was the reason for this. He had left from, after conveying his salams, come out, obviously whatever his heart's feelings were at that time, Allah knows people of that caliber, when they present themselves in such a Mubarak place, what goes on through their hearts, only they know, Allah knows. In any case, but any, there was no other apparent thing that happened. Here this person came, nicely greeted, he replied to his greeting, suddenly he just broke down and then started sobbing. So after some time when he calmed down, so people asked, but what happened? This person is standing there to be saying, but what happened? What made you cry so much? So he says, well, it's just that thought that crossed my mind at that time, that you two have just come now from the Mubarak presence. Just to, we conveyed our salams and came. You also presented your salams and came. But you stood there, but look at your apparent condition. You are clean shaven, you are dressed in a way that's not in accordance with the way of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa what pain you would have caused to the Mubarak heart? 
that thought and in this place and in this time just overwhelmed me. It was something I couldn't control, the thought that what effect it had on me at that point in time, it was just completely beyond my control what brought about that condition on me. So the person who is physically far, but Nabi Karim Salaam is saying there's the prescription for being close. Inna awlan nasibi al-muttaqoon. Person who is living with taqwa. What is this taqwa all about? Taqwa is the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Taqwa is staying away from haram. Taqwa is refraining, staying away from all sin. Taqwa is fulfilling Allah Ta'ala's commands of salah, performing the five daily salah on time. Fulfilling all the other ahkam of Allah Ta'ala. Staying away, that is taqwa. So the prescription to be close to Nabi Karim Salaam is taqwa. Inna Allah ma'alladheena taqaw. The prescription to be with Allah Ta'ala, Allah gives in the Qur'an Sharif. Allah is with the muttaqeen. So Allah is with the muttaqeen. The muttaqeen are close to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then what more does a person want? Now this is the one thing the Qur'an Sharif is giving us. The Hadith Sharif is giving us. Latch onto this one thing, you got it everything. Everything is on hand. person who's got taqwa in his life, then that is the thing that will hold him by his hand and take him along. If a person Allah has blessed him with wealth and he's got taqwa, the taqwa will make the wealth a blessing for him. Because the taqwa will guide him how to use it in a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased. And he will earn his akhirat with it. And if a person is without wealth, he is in a difficulty, he is without sometimes even his maybe necessities. But if he has taqwa, taqwa will open the doors of sabr for him. And with that sabr he will reach Allah Ta'ala, with maybe the person with that wealth couldn't reach Allah Ta'ala at that point. The person who has taqwa in his life, that taqwa will make him bring shukr in his life. Allah Ta'ala blessed him with ni'mat, but taqwa will make him conscious that this is Allah Ta'ala's gift, it's not my achievement. So I need to be grateful to Allah Ta'ala, I need to use it how Allah Ta'ala is pleased with it. And if taqwa is missing, despite what he has, he'll be ungrateful. Despite what he has, it'll never be enough. If there's taqwa in his life, then the ups and downs of life will carry on. Sometimes he'll be on a high and sometimes on a low, but taqwa will keep him constant in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. The ups and downs of life will carry on. It's not that because now I was on a low, so I didn't know what to do, so I just gave up everything. Whereas on a low, a person is supposed to be on a high in terms of amal. A person is supposed to be doing more in terms of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. This taqwa, the ups and downs of life will carry on. Dunya is dunya. When a person is traveling on the road, sometimes there's a hill, sometimes it's downhill, sometimes it's a flat road, that's dunya, it's all kinds of terrain. But when this taqwa, then he will be constant in his conduct in terms of the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. When this taqwa, then he will not become overwhelmed with the halat of dunya. He's insan, he'll also feel pain, grief, all this is part of every insan. 
but he has something to comfort him, something to be the balm on that pain, on that wound. That is the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, the closeness of Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala is giving us this one aspect to latch on to. Latch on to this one thing, and this will become the means of taking us through every situation. Ittaqullah. And in order to spur us on to adopting this taqwa, Allah Ta'ala gives us the prescription for that. وَالْتَنْزُرْ نَفْسٌ مَّا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدْ The person should look at what has he sent ahead for tomorrow. The tomorrow, tomorrow is referring to the future. Somebody might say, but now, what if somebody passes away now 100 years from now, somebody 50 years from now, such a far away time, and we're talking about the future, meaning the akhirat, that future is as close as tomorrow, closer than tomorrow. Even if a person lives for another 50 years, but the akhirat is never ending. So what is 50 years compared to perpetuity? Compared to something that will never end? It's not even anything. And that is if somebody lives for that long. We don't have any guarantee for 5 hours or 5 minutes also. So our future is so close, that future of akhirat. Every person is concerned about their future. People get into all kinds of haram. Why? They worried about securing their future. People get into things which are completely impermissible because they want to secure their future. Allah Ta'ala says, secure your future. Haram can never secure any future. Haram will destroy the future. Haram will destroy the future of even dunya. One is the future of akhirat. Haram will destroy the future of dunya, the peace will be shattered. Haram has never brought peace for anybody. Indulgence in haram will shatter the peace. It will take away all the sukoon. It will put life in a turmoil. Outwardly everything will seem very glittery and very glamorous and everything will seem tops. But go behind the scenes and you see everything upside down. Haram has never brought peace in anybody's life. Haram is a fire because sin in the Hadith Sharif that sin leads to Jahannam. Jahannam is the place of fire of hell. Jahannam, Allah Ta'ala's azab is there. The sin and the haram is that link. So now the person has committed sin, he's got himself involved in haram and he's persisting, not making tawbah then he is putting the fire within himself. He's connecting himself to the fire. How is he going to get peace then? Person wants to rest, wants to go rest on a bed of coals, live embers. On a bed of live embers, what is he going to sleep? So how is a person going to find sukoon in life? In haram. So now this one is the future of dunya. Indulgence in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala will destroy this future as well. But this future is how long? It's a very short time. The biggest problem is that it will destroy akhirat. Because there's a future coming, that ghad, tomorrow. Tomorrow when we're going to be laid in our qabr, we are a very lonely place. It's a very dark grave. It's a very narrow place. It's only a person's iman and a'mal that will bring the comfort of the grave. It's his iman and a'mal that will light the grave. It's his iman and a'mal that will make that grave a garden of among the gardens of Jannah. And Allah forbid, if the amal are not in order, then that grave can become one of the pits of Jahannam. 
The tomorrow of Akhirat is coming, the tomorrow of Qiyamah. Every person has to stand and give an account of his deeds. So now, فَالْتَنْزُرْ نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدْ Let every person think what has he sent ahead for tomorrow. Will his a'mal that he sent ahead becomes a means of securing a space under the arsh of Allah Taala? As in that one hadith, Nabi Kareem says that among the seven categories of people, it's not confined to these seven categories, but in this hadith Sharif, seven categories are mentioned of people who will be given the shade of the arsh on the day of Qiyamah. That person who remembers Allah Ta'ala in solitude and his eyes flow with tears. Have we ever now found the time to remember Allah Ta'ala in solitude, shed some tears that will help us on the day of Qiyamah, become a means of inshallah securing a place for us under the arsh. That person who rajulun da'athu imra'atun da'atu hasabin wa jamal faqala inni akhafullah the person who latched onto taqwa he was invited towards haram a woman of high standing and beauty told him come and commit haram now this might in this time and age happen maybe in the real sense of the word and it might happen through those devices and how he responds inni akhafullah I've adopted taqwa. I've latched on to Allah Ta'ala's command, ittaqullah. So I'm not even going to press any buttons that take me anywhere close to this. I'm not going to pay attention to any of these temptations of nafs and shaitan. Whoever it might be out there in the workplace, out on the street, in some far-flung holiday venue that's abounding with all kind of haram, we should never even go close to such places wherever it might be, but now this is the message that is being given. Every person think, what has he sent ahead? Has he sent that opportunity that he was had to make a place for himself under the shade of the arsh, when the temptation of nafs came, the temptation of shaitan came, he was in the privacy of his home, nobody around, and all the buttons available to press. But he said, Inni Allah. Allah is watching. Insan is not here. Allah is watching. Allah Ta'ala's makhluk is also watching. The angels are also watching. Many times a person turns to see over his shoulder that nobody is behind him. So he's looking behind over his shoulder. But the kiram and katibin are on the shoulders. They are writing all the time. Don't have to look behind. Look at the shoulder. We can't see them with our physical eyes. But we have yaqeen. So now, inni akhafullah. Now, what has he sent ahead? Has he sent this ahead? That he did not succumb to those temptations, did not succumb to that traps of nafs and shaitan. So now, this is the message we have been given. Because nothing of dunya is going to be of any avail on that day. Nothing of dunya is going to help a person in the cover. All his, whatever he amassed in dunya will all be behind. It's what he sent ahead. That is what's going to be of benefit. And ahead is iman. And on the, in the vehicle of iman is amal. Without the vehicle of iman, those amal also are not going to reach there. But taqullah again. Already Allah finished give us the command, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu taqullah. 
And unless somebody is very far away, don't ever miss it in the house of Allah Ta'ala. There's some valid excuse, some other reason that's a... Otherwise, without valid reason, it should not be missed. With jama'ah and not be missed in the house of Allah Ta'ala. So five daily salallahs command. Month of Ramadan is coming, make sure that the fast is completed. Zakat is compulsory, that should be discharged. Hajj is compulsory, a person must go for hajj. And likewise, all the other commands of Allah Ta'ala. And then again second time By refraining from everything Allah is forbidden So separately Allah is mentioning both Because many a times a person thinks no Taqwa is all about just doing the, the do's As far as the don'ts are concerned Carry on no worry No both are necessary for taqwa Ittaqullah Allah Ta'ala by fulfilling his commands and ittaqullah fi Allah Ta'ala by staying away from what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. And then Allah Ta'ala gives us the prescription to embed in the heart that what's going to help to bring about this quality of taqwa inna Allah khabirum bima ta'amaloon this muraqaba and this deep meditation that should happen daily and should happen many times a day Two minutes, three minutes at a time. Inna Allah khabirum bima ta'amaloon. Allah is all aware of what you do. Allah is all aware of what you do. Hiding behind passwords, hiding behind closed doors, hiding in dark places, can't hide from Allah Ta'ala. And Allah forbid, when a person persists, Allah Ta'ala tears the veil away. Then everything suddenly just explodes in the open. Allah Ta'ala save us. So, inna Allah khabirum bima ta'amaloon. This is the muraqaba. This is the meditation that is being taught to us. Let's sit down and ponder over this. Let this get settled deep down in the heart. Let it get right into the very fibers of the heart. Allah is watching anything. And the temptations of nafs and shaitan will continue. But this must sit so deeply in the heart that every time nafs and shaitan tempt a person, this overcomes that temptation. What can I, how can I ever become so bold and go and commit some wrong in this manner? Allah is watching. Allah is all aware. And then further Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهِ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ Don't become like those who forgot Allah Ta'ala. They forgot Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala made them forget themselves. The sin brings about the punishment that is like it. Like it in the sense, he forgot something, so the punishment came in a similar manner. He forgot something else also. He forgot what he shouldn't, he should have been doing in terms of Allah's obedience. So Allah Ta'ala made him forget himself. 
Don't become like those who forgot Allah Ta'ala, Nasu Dhikr Allah. One explanation, they forgot the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, they forgot the itaat of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala's obedience, they forgot. They did what they wanted to do. So when they forgot Allah Ta'ala's obedience, they forgot Allah Ta'ala's remembrance, they forgot to f- fulfill Allah Ta'ala's commands, not necessarily forgot in the sense that they just didn't remember, deliberately forgot. Person sometimes says, no, he knows, but he doesn't know. And he's aware of what happened, or he's aware of something, but he decided to forget. He chose to forget about it. Sometimes say this, selective amnesia a person has. He chooses what he wants to forget. So now that is what is being referred to here. That knowing well, a person went about his life in a way as if he forgot about it. So what became the outcome? He forgot Allah's obedience, he forgot Allah's remembrance. فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنْفُسَهُمْ Allah Ta'ala made them forget themselves. Forget themselves, how can a person forget himself? Meaning that you ask him, who are you? He doesn't know his name, doesn't know where he comes from. No, that's not what he's referred to. He forgot now, where does his benefit lie? And where is his harm? As a result, he just completely ignores everything that's going to benefit him. And he runs headlong towards his harm. And this becomes the biggest punishment for sin. When a person persists in it, doesn't make tawbah, doesn't come back to Allah Ta'ala, and just carelessly and in neglect continues, deliberately going into one, one sin after the other. That that now, one when a, in the Hadith Sharif is mentioned, when a person commits a sin, then a dark spot comes onto his heart. And if he makes tawbah, it gets wiped out. Sumsiya tawbah, he sheds tears of repentance, turns to Allah Ta'ala, Allah's doors of forgiveness are wide open. Allah Ta'ala loves those who repent. Allah Ta'ala hasn't closed his doors on anybody until there's life, until the person hasn't reached the pangs of death. Allah's doors of rahmat and mercy are wide open. But if the door is wide open, the person has to walk towards it. He needs to walk and enter it. And the entry into the doors of rahmat of Allah Ta'ala is simple as raising the hands and from the depth of the heart, making sincere tawbah, shedding some tears of remorse and regret, with that firm resolve not to go back to those sins, that is as simple as it is to enter those laws of rahmat. That regret of the heart, that remorse, that resolve, that now this is the end of this past life, now I need to get to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Allah's rahmat will envelop him. So now, when a person continues in that wrong, studies on, the end result of that becomes now that one dark spot came on the heart, he didn't make tawbah. Then he committed another sin. One wrong glance, deliberately, no tawbah. Then he's looking at more haram, further tawbah. Now he's looking at everybody around, all the haram. Further, further sin, further dark spots on the heart. And as this continues, finally the heart gets engulfed in darkness. And this is what the Qur'an Sharif describes, when this layer upon layer of darkness sets in, Rather it is what their actions have been, that has created this complete rust on the heart. When the heart gets totally rusted, when rust gets onto metal, it makes it very very weak. 
that strong iron, but after it gets rusted, the minimal effort it breaks. It becomes unsightly, very ugly, it was shining. But when that rust sets in, it becomes unsightly. Likewise, when the heart gets rusted, it number one gets totally weak, spiritually totally weak. No strength to do anything. No strength to go to the masjid. No strength to recite some tasbih. No strength to move the tongue in any recitation of good. No strength for any righteousness. Because the spiritual heart has weakened as a result of sin upon sin. And it becomes unsightly. Unsightly, spiritually unsightly. An unsightly heart can only now come... Something's ugly. So ugly actions, ugly akhlaq. Only conducts oneself in a way that causes taklif. Causes some pain to somebody or the other. And that rusted iron doesn't know better. That rusted heart can't seem to figure out what I'm doing wrong. Always feels I am fine. Everybody else is wrong. So this ansahum anfusahum, Allah Ta'ala makes them forget themselves. They don't know who they are. The person forgets I'm a husband. I sitting in front of his wife now and watching that filth also. It was bad enough doing it alone. But I even forgot that. He forgot he's a father. What example he's setting to his children? The kind of vulgarity he's speaking and they picking it up and they repeating it also. He forgot. It doesn't matter to him. He just carries all bloody what he wants. He forgot he's a ummati of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa Ansahum anfusahum ulaikahumul fasiqoon Allah Ta'ala says these are the people who have gone out of the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. So this Mubarak month has already come the month of Rajab. This is the time of preparation for the Mubarak month of Ramadan. This preparation requires now we start looking at ourselves, making sincere tawbah, getting involved in amal. If we start comparing what is screen time and what's Quran time, daily a person should make some hisab kitab. We're always making hisab kitab in our businesses, here, there, everywhere. How much came, how much went. So what's the comparison? Screen time and Quran time. You'll find sometimes some people say, no, my screen time, three and a half hours, four and a half hours. Quran time, half hour? No. 20 minutes? No, no. 15 minutes? No, not even 15 minutes. 5 minutes? She says, no, zero. Screen time, 5 hours, 4 and a half hours, 3 hours. And I just mentioned this in passing somewhere. He says, no, there's nothing. 5 hours, nothing. Sometimes 10 hours also. So screen time is 10 hours, but Quran time, zero. Quran time, maybe 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. We feel, mashallah, we've done wonders, 20 minutes. What about the 10, 5 hours went away in screen time? And screen time of what? Sometimes the least is futility, completely futile, and more often than not haram. Allah Ta'ala save us. Now the time is now, not in Ramadan, now. Then that Ramadan will be fruitful. If it starts off today, now, that we have to now cut the screen time out. And come back to Allah Ta'ala. Come to Amal. And we should, for our own benefit, keep track of that screen time. And see where we're heading. If a person has now started, if his screen time is three hours a day, three and a half hours a day, over ten days, it's thirty hours. So in every ten days, he's like lost one and a half days to screen time. Can we imagine? In every ten days, like one and a half days almost, 
He's lost to screen time. More than 10% of his life has gone into his screen. And then 25% of his life is sleeping, or maybe 30%. And then the other, so what's left of what he is now, how much for Allah Ta'ala? So these are addictions that then take hold of a person and this goes on and on into it. And then one thing leads to another, Allah forbid, then way it finishes off. So this is a time now to reflect, to come back to Allah wa Ta'ala, to make out our program of amal, gradually building it up and cutting out all this futility, automatically ample time will come. Abundant time will be available for tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, for some time for dua, for nawafil, for zikr, for tasbihat. All this will be ample time. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Make zikr for a few minutes and go inshallah. Tabarakawatah, <laughs> لا إله إلا الله 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 
ഹസിരീൻ ഫിറീൻ Allah forgive us ya Allah Allah you love those who repent ya Allah Allah you grant us sincere repentance ya Allah show your love upon us ya Allah Allah accept our sin about toba ya Allah our weak and broken toba ya Allah Allah make it sincere ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah make us yours ya Allah you become ours ya Allah fill our hearts with your mohabbat ya Allah fill our hearts with the love of nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam fill our hearts with the love of deen ya Allah with the love of the amal of deen ya Allah Allah put the hatred of sin in our hearts ya Allah the hatred of every haram in our hearts ya Allah the hatred of casting haram glances ya Allah the hatred of all and every major and minor sin ya Allah ilahul alamin put the love of salah in our hearts ya Allah the love of the tilawat of the quran sharif ya Allah the love of zikr and 
dua, ya Allah. The love of all the beautiful a'mal, ya Allah. The love of the beautiful akhlaq of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The love of his mu'amalat and mu'asharat, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Allah enable us to adopt his Mubarak way of life, ya Allah. Allah enable us to walk the path of the Mubarak sunnah, ya Allah. Save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, distance us away from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Allah, you grant afiyat to one and all, ya Allah. Allah, those who are sick with them, shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Those in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it with afiyat, ya Allah. Grant barkat in each one's risk, ya Allah. Grant abundant halal and tayyib risk filled with barkat, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, save us from every drop and grain of haram and doubtful things, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Allah, all those in any kind of hardship and difficulty, ya Allah, remove it with afiyat, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, O brothers and sisters in Palestine, ya Allah. You grant them total afiyat, ya Allah. You protect them, ya Allah. Remove their difficulties and hardships, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Allah, those who are hungry, give them food to eat, ya Allah. Allah, those who are without shelters, give them shelters, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, whatever suffering they are suffering, ya Allah, remove it with afiyat, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, hold back the hands of the oppressors, ya Allah. Give them hidayat, ya Allah. Allah, if hidayat is not decreed for them, ya Allah. Allah, bring such an azab upon them that the whole humanity takes, ya Allah, ibrat al qiyamat, ya Allah. Allahumma khudhum akhla azizim muqtadir. Allahumma kfinahum bima shi'ta. Allahumma kfinahum bima shi'ta. Allahumma kfinahum bima shi'ta. Allahumma shaddid shamlahum. Allahumma mazziq jama'ahum. Allahumma dammir diyarahum. اللهم خالف بين كلمتهم اللهم خالف بين كلمتهم اللهم خالف بين كلمتهم وزلزل أقدامهم وأنزل بهم بأسك الذي لا ترده عن القوم المجرمين اللهم اهدنا واهدي بنا وجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اجعلنا هداة مهتدين غير ضالين ولا مضلين إله العالمين يا الله grant us استقامة الدين يا الله grant us استقامة الدين يا الله إله we making sincere توبة today يا الله إله you give us استقامة on this توبة يا الله إله العالمين يا الله إله you enable us to reach the مبارك month of رمضان with عافية يا الله in a way that you are pleased with us يا الله enable us to take the maximum benefit of all these مبارك months يا الله and especially the month of رمضان يا الله إله العالمين يا الله cleanse us from every vice and sin يا الله إله العالمين يا الله all those يا Allah asked us to make dua for them. All those who have raised their hands to this dua, grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat, ya Allah. Grant each one, ya Allah, every khair and barakat and afiyat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant afiyat in deen, ya Allah. Afiyat in dunya, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Allah bless each one of us, ya Allah, with your muhabbat, ya Allah. Save each one, ya Allah. Allah from becoming the means of azab, ya Allah. Allah save us from your wrath, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, turn our hearts to you, ya Allah. Allah remove the rust from our hearts, ya Allah. Remove the barriers and the veils that we have put on our hearts, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, grant us every khair and barakat, ya Allah. Allah save us from all the haram, ya Allah. Save us from all the evils and vices, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَنَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَرِّ مَسْتَعَاذَكَ مِنْهُ نَبِيُّكَ وَحَبِيبُكَ سَيِّدُنَا مُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ 
ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه المعين والحمد لله رب العالمين